other is one of three extracts that may be considered for kidney support once the first steps are to harmonize the nervous system and optimize elimination is complete. The, the three in ascending order of strength are common heather, common beech, and common ash. In this podcast, we take a close look at heather and its unique contributions to remove accumulated metabolic waste as a diuretic. I'm Lauren Hubelay, health educator and gemotherapy expert, and I'd like to welcome my co-hosts here. Teaming up with me is herbalist Terry Brooks. Hi, Terry. Hi, Lauren. Hello there, Megan, and everyone else joining us. I'm in central Minnesota, and as Lauren mentioned, I'm an herbalist who is just uh, beginning to make a few medicines and nutrition food kind of things um, from the plants growing around me. Beautiful. And acupuncturist Megan Limp. Hello, Megan. Hi, Terry and Lauren and everyone joining us. I'm an acupuncturist and a body worker and a gemotherapist here in St. Louis, Missouri. Wonderful. Great, ladies. Let's talk about Heather. Terry, I know Heather's a beautiful shrub. What can you tell us about it? You're right. It is a shrub. It is named in Latin, Caluna vulgaris, and Caluna comes from the Greek word meaning to cleanse. Vulgaris simply means common, so it's a common plant, at least where it does grow. We use the seedling of this plant for gemotherapy. One of the varieties that's most common is called ling, and that name derives from Old Norse and Anglo-Saxon words meaning fire. So we know that this plant was cut, dried, and stored and used as fuel. So that just gives us a little feeling for the origin of the name of it. It is a low-growing evergreen perennial shrub up to three feet tall, and it colonizes peat bogs and acid moorlands, both wet and dry, found widely in Europe, particularly Ireland, um, Scotland, and Wales, but other, other places as well, on acidic soil, usually open sunny circumstances. Where this plant grows is the sign of the final decay stage of the forest. So its roots are forming a dense tangle that stabilizes the de decomposed humus and it prevents germination of other plants. So the only two plants that we know of that will reintrodu be reintroduced there would be birch and pine. And if they're reintroduced, we begin a new forest cycle. This plant is of the same botanical family as the blueberry, and the, the flowers on it are similar bell-shaped, although they're not the same color, and the plant otherwise is not very similar. Um, the flowers emerge in late summer, and they're usually mauve or white-flowered. This habitat that this plant grows in is entirely man-made due to the deforestation that took place in Great Britain, continued overgrazing of sheep and cattle, and the fact that they burned this area to maintain the moorland for grouse hunting. So this has prevented the return of the forest and it has aided the proliferation of heather. This plant is so tough and has such strong regenerative powers, it easily survives fire. It puts up plentiful new shoots, in fact, after fire, and it provides more food for the grouse and life livestock in the area. Wow, what a tough little plant there. Yeah. yeah. So are there historical uses or interesting bits of folklore that you discovered? 
I didn't discover a lot about any mythology, but there's certainly a lot of uses over centuries, probably thousands of years. Kaluna, the genus name to cleanse, probably refers to its pleasant cleansing taste, but also to the use um, that it was made into brooms. And it's been made into mats and baskets and brushes and mattresses and rope. It has been used to dye things. The flowers will give um, wool an orangish yellow color. Due to that toughness and how available it is and how durable it is, it has been used even to make tracks and roads, fences and drains for fields, providing important building material for walls and thatching as well. And the roots have been used to make pegs and nails, as well as musical pipes in some cultures. Um, in other places, heather flowers commonly mean good luck, the admiration and protection. And in Scotland, it is very common to include a sprig of white heather in a bride bouquet for good luck. A lot of this comes directly from Scotland because the countryside is basically covered with this plant. Um, I would say it's an iconic plant in Scotland and the roots are carved into knife handles for their ceremonial, we call them the dirk, the Scottish knife. It was used as an emblem and worn on, you know, their clan shields and so on for many different tribes and has some symbolic value there. There was quite an intoxicating ale made from heather and uh, it continues to be an important national drink. The manufacture of it goes back to the times of the Picts, which were the 600s and, they've, and beyond that. And they've found evidence of a drink being made from fermented hot heather on shards of pottery. So a few little mythological, mythological uses were that if it was burned with a fern, it was said to bring rain. And in Ireland, it was used to conjure spirits of the dead. Heather has been said to be useful for those who shapeshift, as well as protecting against harmful shapeshifters. This I would like to know more about. It's, it's called Cancerina in Mexico, and I haven't yet found uh, a source that tells me why it's called that, because it sounds very much like cancer, but it is consumed as a tea due to the potent cleansing abilities in flushing toxin out of the kidneys and livers particularly. There's so many threads I'd love to follow there, Terry. This is fascinating. I mean, the very first being that its name means cleaning, right? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? And that's exactly what we're using it for. Sure. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. And it's interesting too, because it belongs to this group of three extracts where the others are these powerful, tall trees, right? And then we have this like scrub brush. <laughs> Very scrubby. Yeah, yeah. So what, what would you say might be particularly significant um, for its medicinal value? Well, I found a few things about it having quercetin and different antioxidants. But I think what we need to know is it's an ancient folk remedy among many Northern European countries. Um, when things go back, the usage similar to what we're using it for now, very similar, thousands of years, you know there has to be something valuable there. It's not likely that it would continue to be used if it wasn't having the effect they expect. So the same kinds of inflammatory conditions we use 
it for today was used for thousands of years. Um, it has been used in herbal medicine, not, not as commonly recently, but perhaps among Scottish herbalists more so. It, I think, merits a lot greater attention. It rids the body of excess uric acid that may result in kidney stones or aching joints in arthritis or rheumatism kinds of things. There was a famous French herbalist that used it, and he said, Messagay says uh, he cured a man who was crippled with rheumatism by having him take two baths of heather a day for three weeks. So they were using it not just internally, but topically as well. They've used it to make ointment from the tops of the plant and liniment to, again, solve, resolve arthritis and rheumatism. I think we have not yet discovered the full potential of this plant yet. And gemotherapy is a good place to start. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Thanks, Terry. Thanks. Mm. I also appreciate the quick trip to Scotland. Thank you. <laughs> I was walking right there along with you. So when we're making the extract from Heather, is this the shoots of the Heather that we're using? It says young seedlings. So I'm guessing that's the, you know, the plant is coming back up after it's an evergreen. So, but of course it's always propagating new plants around it. Sure. So our, as with the other two in this group, its primary action is a, as a tonic on the kidney, kidney and urinary tract. Um, it is a diuretic. It's the mildest diuretic among the other two, common ash being the strongest, beech being in the middle. Um, it's very helpful in eliminating uric acid and phosphate from the body. However, this is where the similarities with those two end. What we um, see Heather act as, particularly as a harmonizer to resolve inflammation, infectious states, and create an environment which is inhospitable for bacteria to thrive, particularly in the urinary tract and vaginal wall. This is the, the, one of the beauties, I believe, of gemotherapy. Gemotherapy is never anti-anything, but what it does is it changes the environment so that um, pathogens and overgrowth of bacteria and such just can't thrive. We just don't make, we make it not welcome anymore. The secondary action of um, Heather is on the intestinal level as a harmonizer resolving any infectious states, helpful in dysbiosis, when the intestinal flora is out of balance. This sounds a lot like blueberry, as you said, Terry, they're related. So it may be a good follow-on to those who did well in blueberry in the earlier stages and um, um, restoring their immunity that they might consider Heather later on. It's useful when intestinal flora is out of balance and its action is actually milder than ligandberry and blueberry, um, but it's highly effective in resolving any of these states of overgrowth. We know that there is an indirect action of common heather that should be watched, and this is on the nervous system. Um, it may be something, again, like beach, we'd want to consider as a microdose once we learn more about the emotional states that it helps resolve. Um, 
So who's Heather useful for? Well, really all adults, particularly those who have a history of kidney stones, chronic urinary tract infections, and symptoms of bacterial overgrowth, which could include candida. It can be used acutely for kidney stones along with blackcurrant and common alder to help move it along. And once elimination is optimized to support the kidneys during this stage three to resolve states of acidosis. So there you go, Megan, what do you have to share as far as the Asian lens on common heather? Yeah, you know, these three are really fascinating to me as a group and this deeper level of cleaning that is possible. We know that through the Asian medicine lens, just to review, that life has two manifestations. It's a man life is a manifestation of qi and qi has two sources, excuse me. After we digest food and fluid and we take that in into our system, the nutrients are extracted they're brought up to the lung and combined with the air that we breathe, and together that is our primary source of chi. But there's this secondary source of chi that operates as a savings account for our system, and that comes from our kidney energy. And this is really uh, one of the primary areas that Heather acts upon. It's the same energetic essence or the same um, stored energy in the kidneys that helps to promote and produce the blood for our body. And qi gives life to movement, the movement of blood, and blood nourishes the organs that produce qi. So you can see that this process goes round and round, that the qi produces the blood and the blood nourishes what produces the qi. And this is a really great example of how balance and holism are really built into the innate philosophy of Asian medicine. Nothing exists with, independently without this proper and effective functioning of the whole. So when we talk about these deeper cleaning and kidney support extracts, talking about heather, beech, and ash, we can see why we really need our nervous system and our digestion to be optimized and balanced. Because that is what is a prerequisite for being able to support this deeper level of essence or kidney energy and blood level in the body. If we're not digesting optimally, we're still, or we're still existing in a state of fight or flight, energetically, we're still, the kidney is still stepping in and supporting everything and holding everything together. So we're still depleting our kidney energy so that we can't then ask it to push even harder. Mm. When we first address the balancing of the nervous system and the optimizing of the digestion that we stop tugging on the kidney energy and then we can really free it up and drop down to that deeper blood level and that deeper um, energetic level of physical and energetic cleaning of the kidney. But when we talk about the kidneys, typically what we're used to hearing about is fluid metabolism and distribution, because it is true that kidney, along with the help of all the other meridians in the body, does regulate our fluid, which is why Heather is so effective as a diuretic or an antiseptic and has this secondary effect, you know, supporting um, our skin and maybe eczema. But the kidney separates our fluids into two parts into a clear nourishing fluid and into what they call turbid fluid, which is essentially waste. And that clear nourishing fluid is then spread all throughout the system. 
And the turbid fluid is waste. And that travels through the intestines and to the bladder, which operate like a canal system for removing this waste out of the body. And this is really effectively what we're supporting when we're talking about uh, this deeper level of cleaning, the ability to separate what is nourishing from what is waste and the ability to clean it out of the system. So again, as Lauren said, once we're ready for a deeper cleaning extract that tonifies the kidney's ability to address fluid metabolism and clean the blood, then Heather, it might be the right time for Heather. Wow. Great explanation, Megan. I learned a lot there. Thank you. Thank you, Megan. If someone wanted to learn more about Asian medicine, where would you send them? Yeah. So if you're interested in reading a book about the intro to Asian philosophy, you can read the web that has no weaver. If you're interested in finding a local practitioner near you to ask questions of or to uh, receive treatment, you can visit uh, a website where you can search by zip code, and that's nccaom.com. And if you're interested in finding out more about gemotherapy through an Asian medicine lens or my practice, you can visit aculemp.com. Fantastic. Thanks. And thanks for sharing your wisdom with us today. Terry, what about you? Where can someone learn more about trees? I would like to recommend the book, The Wisdom of Trees. I know it's backwards. <laughs> um, Mysteries, Magic, and Medicine by Jane Gifford. And I believe you can probably see a gorgeous picture oh, of it right yes. there. Yes, beautiful. Thank you. Thanks, Terry. And if you're interested in learning about gymotherapy, I'd love to have you visit my website, laurenhubelay.com. There you can find a wealth of information in my blog, sign up for my newsletter, take a class, or um, take a look at one of my books. So wonderful to have everyone together and for this informative talk about Heather. <laughs>